Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. I'm Jake Marsing, Denver Broncos beat writer, Nuggets beat writer, Buffs beat writer, featured writer. I'm a a jack of all trades over at 5280sportsnetwork.com, coming to you live on tape uh, from the parking lot of the UC Health Training Center, where I am just about every single weekday here to bring you the Broncos Blitz for October the 18th, 2016. It is a Tuesday, a rare Tuesday practice out here at Dove Valley as the Broncos are essentially getting an extra day to prepare, a free day in what is a really, really, really long week of preparation. Gary Kubiak did not speak today, really the first time that he hasn't spoken Uh, with the exception of, obviously, last week when he was out. First time he has not spoken at the podium since, uh, goodness, since before training camp. It's been a long time since a day has gone by out here that Gary Kubiak has been here without us hearing from him. But Coach Kubiak did not have much of a reason to talk to the media today, so he didn't, as, uh, as is his right. The Broncos on a really long week, as I mentioned before. Obviously, they didn't play on Sunday. They played on Thursday last week, and all of a sudden, uh, they don't play again until Monday. That That is the longest possible waiting period that a team can have between games, and the Broncos are taking advantage of it. They, uh, they really... They really are trying to take advantage of this week in preparation and trying to get ready to take on Brock Osweiler and the Houston Texans. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. But the week of preparation that the Broncos have in front of them is being used mostly to correct mistakes. And if you go to 5280sportsnetwork.com right now, uh, if you're listening to this, you're probably already on the site, go over to the Broncos page and click on the film study piece where I broke down the offense and some of these issues that the offense has had I, I I finally got a chance to go back and look at the San Diego tape. And the things that I saw, two things. Number one, Trevor Simeon is really bad. Well, he's he's not bad, but he's kind of sneaky bad. He's bad in the way that, like, a, a burrito, a Taco Bell is bad. Right? Like, it, it tastes good. It's palatable. It gets you some nutritional value, some protein. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's going to wind up doing more harm than it does good. Uh, Trevor Simeon is a progression robot. He goes exactly where the play is designed for him to go, and if that read isn't open, he, he's not dumb, so he doesn't throw it into like triple or double coverage, but he can't play outside himself. He can't do the extra thing that's going to make this team successful. He can't go above and beyond the X's and O's in order to, to make plays for the team. And in the, in the quotes piece, I use the term, he can make plays, but he's not a playmaker. And as I've gone on and watched all these Broncos games two or three times over, I've come to the conclusion that the Broncos really do need a playmaking quarterback because they have so many issues on the offensive side. Most of those issues start up front with the offensive line, and we'll talk about that here in a second. The big thing that the Broncos are really trying to do in this long week is correct their mistakes, really on both sides of the ball. They want to try and get back to basics, 
back to playing fundamentally sound football. Running back C.J. Anderson spoke about that today in the Broncos' locker room. We've been winning, and, you know, people say you spoil by that. You want to keep winning, you know, and how you keep winning is you work hard and get back to the fundamentals and the basics of football. And I think that's where, uh, you know, we got back to when we all sat down and talked about ourselves Monday from position to position, from guy to guy. And it wasn't the fact that, like, I wasn't on DT or DT wasn't on me. We're more hard on ourselves and letting our owning up to the mistakes when we see on the film, letting my teammates know, hey, DT, I should have did this for you. Or, hey, Max, I could have helped you out this. Or, Max, tell me, hey, CJ, I could have done this. It's us, you know, criticizing ourselves so much in front of our teammates uh, that gets us moving. And CJ is absolutely right. The Broncos have to get back to playing sound fundamental football on both sides of the ball. We talk a lot about the offense and the offensive struggles, but this defense hasn't been great either. I wrote a piece last night talking about this and how the Broncos defenders have talked about the need to improve in a couple of areas. First, slow starts. Last season, the Broncos did not give up a first quarter point until uh, week eight against the Indianapolis Colts, that first loss of the season that they had last year. So it, they went seven full games without giving up a first quarter point. This season, they've given up 41 first quarter points. Last season, they gave up an average of 68.6 yards to tight ends and running backs coming out of the backfield. So receiving yards to tight ends and running backs. Last year, they gave up 68.6 yards to those guys in the passing game. This year, that number is up to 104.3 yards per game. That is simply not sustainable, and it points to a problem that the Broncos have in being able uh, to stop running backs and tight ends out of the backfield. It points to the weakest point of that defense, which is those interior linebackers. Brandon Marshall and Todd Davis are both good players, solid players. Marshall a little bit better than Davis, but Davis is coming along. But neither of them are super are, are, are great coverage linebackers. And Brandon is being asked to do some things a little bit differently than he was last year with Danny Trevathan there. But it's been made really clear to me on tape, on the stat sheet, that the Broncos miss Danny. They just, they do. They miss Danny Trevathan a ton, and they've got to find a way to correct some of those issues that they have. On the flip side, the other side of the ball, the Broncos' offense, as I said before, is not playing particularly well. And for me, it starts probably with the offensive line. That unit has been bad, really bad against the Chargers, was bad against the Falcons, has been below average in all but the first two games of the season. And in those games, they were playing teams that we now know uh, aren't very good. The Colts and the Panthers are, are both, I think, less than three-win teams right now. The Panthers 1-5, the Colts, I believe, are 2-4 are two and, uh, and, and four now, I think they are, after losing that game to the Texans. But the, uh, the Broncos' offense... The issues start up front, because when you're not able to run the football, you're going to run into problems, and at the quarterback position, Trevor Simeon has been disappointing uh, in a lot of ways. He's a progression robot, like I said before, who's not able to handle a lot of the things that that great quarterbacks can handle. He will be suitable for this team, but he'll never be great. But it would help him a whole heck of a lot if the Broncos found a way to be able to run the football. And they just haven't been able to. 
They've got to be able to establish the run because this entire Gary Kubiak offense, like we've talked about over and over again on the Broncos Blitz, relies almost entirely on uh, on the running game being effective. And when the running game isn't there, the Broncos really struggle. And that's going to continue to be the case going forward through the rest of the season. Virgil Green in the locker room talked a little bit about what the Broncos' offensive line is and how they can improve the running game going forward. Well, first of all, I think the guys up front do have a lot of pride in, in their craft and what they do. And, uh, you know, that that's why I think we could get back to the run game. Everybody knows, even the receivers know, in order to get the pass game going, it makes, uh, it makes it a lot easier if the run game is, is at tip-top shape. So uh, we all know what needs to be done. We just, as players, we have to go out there and execute it regardless of what front we have. We, we play football long enough, we have to figure it out. So those are just a few of the issues that the Broncos have right now. On defense, it's about stopping tight ends and running backs coming out of the backfield, getting off to better starts. And on offense, it really is about being able to run the football. They have to be able to establish the run because if they can't, they're going to be in serious, serious trouble. Uh, Those are the things that the Broncos are out here working on right now. Uh, Hopefully they can find a way to get back on track so that things will get a little bit easier. And they have an opportunity to do exactly that. Monday night football, a week from yesterday, against their old friend, Brock Osweiler and the Houston Texans. Let me tell you, right now, this team wants to go rip that dude's head off. They won't all say it on the record, but I can I can just... There's a mood in the locker room this week, and it's it's a nasty mood. They, they know what people are writing. They know what we're talking about. They know that here on the Broncos Blitz, we're saying some negative things about the defense on this team. And they have an opportunity this week to go get Brock. Yesterday, Chris Harris Jr. said that they wanted to, uh, they they thought they could get a lot of interceptions. Brandon Marshall said that they wanted to kill him. That was the word that Marshall used, and that was on the record. Uh, This team wants to go get Brock Osweiler. They want him bad, and I think they're going to have the opportunity to get him. On Thursday, when we come back here, the Broncos are going to be off tomorrow, Wednesday. We're going to have a very special episode of the Broncos uh, Blitz, though, on Wednesday. Well, I'm still actually debating. We'll definitely have one special episode, but I'm trying to decide how I'm going to use it. Uh, I'll let you know. Keep an eye out at 5280sportsnetwork.com as we try try and evolve this thing a little bit more. But We will definitely be back here on Thursday as the Broncos really dive deep into Brock and the Texans and what they're going to have to do in order to beat him up the way that they uh, the way that they say they want to, which I think that they're fully capable of. So the Broncos off tomorrow, back on Thursday, as will we. Uh, be back on Thursday. Ryan should be back with me then as well. There will be one, maybe two episodes of the Broncos Blitz uh, tomorrow, depending on if anything comes out, depending on how I decide to use uh, some good stuff I got in the locker room with one of my favorite uh, young guys on this Broncos roster, and I'll bring that to you tomorrow at 5280sportsnetwork.com. Hey, for now and for everybody at 5280SN, 
I'm Jake Marsing. My partner Ryan Green is at 5280. Uh, rgreen5280. I'm at Jake D. Marsing. Until I talk to you tomorrow, don't do anything I wouldn't do.